Hey friend, all too often when we put on a few extra pounds, we think about our nutrition and our exercise, and rightly so, but sometimes all we need to do is actually take a little bit of a step back and to look at the bigger picture, which is why today we're going to be talking about stress and how it can actually cause you to gain weight. Before we get started, I just wanna welcome you if you are new around here. Thank you so much for being part of our community. If you're loving the podcast, the biggest thank you you can do for me is to leave a five-star written review on iTunes. It really helps me to know what you are loving about the show. And if you want to connect, you can always jump over into our free Facebook group, It's a really lovely community. I love the group because it means that I can get to know you better and I can understand what it is that you need and how I can help and support you. Okay, let's get that pen and paper, grab a cup of tea and we're gonna get started. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king, and a 40-something mum to a sassy, independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed, and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads, and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. Okay, so as I mentioned in the intro to this podcast, we're going to be talking about stress and how it impacts your weight. More importantly, how it can cause you to put on weight. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was I did an episode about a month ago, which was all about beating the menopause belly fat. And you went crazy for it. The downloads were one of the biggest week's downloads I have seen what, in the past two years I've had this podcast. So this is obviously something that resonates with you. I would love to hear if it did and what you took away from that episode. So please come over into the Facebook group or send me a email because I always love to hear from you. So weight gain is clearly something that you are concerned about. And I will be honest with you, it's definitely something that I have been concerned about recently. I've mentioned over the past few episodes about how my body just seemed to change when I was 40 and all of the things that I was doing before, all of the exercise and the way that I was eating just seemed to stop working and my body put on like half a stone overnight. And obviously being a personal trainer, that was a little bit concerning. So I really dug into nutrition, I really dug into exercise, I've done some extra learning, I've done some extra qualifications all around like perimenopause, menopause, movement and nutrition and it seems to really resonate with you. So I'm going to keep talking about this and one of the things I think is really important to remember when we do put on a few extra pounds, which we all do at times and it's totally normal when we're going through perimenopause and menopause for that to happen, we can easily go down the route of like diet shakes and pills and putting ourselves on these like crazy calorie restrictive diets and honestly my friend like I am not here for any of that that is not going to help your body in any way shape or form 
what we're about is like being healthy, feeling strong and making sure that we are looking after our bodies in the best way that we possibly can, keeping them healthy and fit and sustainable. But also one of the things that I love to think about is that what I'm doing right now in my 40s, my 70, 80 something year old self is going to be super grateful for. So it's about longevity, isn't it? Like I want to be that 80 year old woman. And I do know one lady at the moment who is the mother of one of my friends at church. And she is 82 years old and they are traveling New Zealand right now, which is just amazing. And I want to be that woman. And I really bet that you do too. So the goal of everything that I'm sharing with you is not about some kind of quick fix, you know, shred kind of diet. It's about being healthy. It's about being that 80 year old woman who is absolutely rocking it and you are feeling great and making the most of every single day of your life. And this is why I want to talk about stress. Because of course, like you're a busy mum, you're probably working, you're probably juggling like everything that goes on in the home. And it's really easy to forget the importance, not importance perhaps, but the impact that stress can have on our bodies and how it can actually cause us to gain weight. So first of all, let's dig into what stress actually is, because it's a word that we throw around all the time. It's really a common word in our vocabulary. And I wonder how many times you've said to a friend, oh, I'm so stressed, or your husband or your partner, oh, I'm really, really stressed out, work is stressing me out, those sorts of things, the kids are stressing me out. So we use this word all the time. So stress really is about how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened by something. So historically, it prevented us from threats. So if we needed to run away from like a bear or something, stress was like there to help and save us and help us to run and to escape a physical threat. Now we're really lucky in our day-to-day lives now that we don't have to run away from like, I don't know, a saber-toothed tiger or a grizzly bear or anything like that. Well, certainly not here in the UK, we don't. And it's important to remember as well that a small amount of stress is normal and actually it can help us to complete a task, maybe to meet a deadline, it can help us to feel more energised and also from a health and fitness perspective, exercise does actually create stress in our bodies but we know that exercise is good for us in the right way and also like doing the right amount of exercise and not doing too much exercise so it kind of gives you an idea that stress yes isn't always a good thing but sometimes a small amount of stress can help us and I think um I don't know if you're the same as me but sometimes if I have a deadline to meet it really makes sure that it kind of gives me a kick up the butt so I actually get the things done that I need to do you probably know that stress can impact your physical as well as your mental health and doctors often refer to stress as being two types. So acute being stress that happens like within a few minutes and up to a few hours or chronic stress, which is stress that lasts for a long period of time. Now, what I want you to do while you are listening to this podcast in a second, I would like you to take a moment to pause this podcast and actually really consider the stress that you have in your life right now. And if you do have a pen and paper, or if you haven't got one, I would really encourage you to go and do it, is really think about 
and journal what are the few what are the things that you have in your life right now that are causing you stress if you were to turn around to your friend or your husband and say right these are the things that are really stressing me out what would those things be and write I don't know how long (laughs) your list like might be a little bit crazy long but just maybe take a few moments because often actually some of the things that we have in our mind that we feel are stressful when we write them on paper actually and we see them in black and white we think oh do you know what actually that's not quite as stressful as I think or feel that it actually is so when you get those things down on paper I would love you to go back to that list and then think about which are the ones that cause you like the most stress and we're going to talk about things that you can do to support stress, to reduce stress, to manage stress. But I would love for you to maybe share with me via email or come over into the Facebook group, find me on Facebook, share with me what are the things that are really stressing you out right now? Because what I would love to do over the coming episodes is maybe if there is a bit of a theme that you guys are finding the things like a commonality of the things that you are finding stressful, let's see if we can dig into that as a community and see if I can come up with some ideas and strategies to help you. So write your list, journal over the things that you feel right now are particularly stressful for you and come and share them with me over in my email, which of course is in the show notes, or you can send me a message over on Facebook. Next, let's talk about how stress can make you feel. Now, stress can make you feel irritable, angry, it can make you feel overwhelmed, it can make you feel anxious, maybe it can give you that racing thoughts where perhaps you're lying in bed at night and you just can't like get to sleep because you've got so many things going through your mind, it can make you feel depressed, it can make you feel like uninterested in life, it can make you feel lonely and it can also give you a sense of dread. And in terms of physical signs of stress, because we know that stress impacts us mentally as well as physically, some of the common symptoms of stress are things like difficulty breathing, panic attacks, and I will just side note with this one, panic attacks is definitely something for me that I have really struggled with in the past. When I was teaching, there were many times where there was one particular occasion where I really genuinely thought that I was having a heart attack. I'd finished a day at school, I was driving home in my car and I had to pull over to the side of the road because I was really struggling to breathe, I was struggling to see, my vision was blurry, my chest hurt, it felt like I was having a heart attack and I phoned up my partner at the time and I ended up in an ambulance and going to a hospital, having like my heart rate and everything checked out. And what it was, was panic attack. It was anxiety, it was stress to do with my job. And I really, really was like showing all those physical signs of stress. You might have blurred vision, you might have issues with your sleep. Maybe you feel really, really tired all the time. That can be a sign of stress. Perhaps you suffer with headaches. I mean, we often talk about stress headaches as well. Maybe you have muscle aches. Maybe you have chest pains like I did, where I really genuinely thought I was having a heart attack. Indigestion and heartburn can also be a sign of stress. If you are constipated or perhaps you then 
go like switch between constipation and diarrhea that can be a sign of stress as well maybe you feel sick dizzy or you faint you might have itchy skin and then one of the other like real signs of stress can be weight loss but particularly in relation to the episode that we're talking about today weight gain can be a really significant size sign of stress and finally changes to your period and your menstrual cycle can be a big sign that you are potentially struggling with stress. So when you think about it, it really makes sense, doesn't it? Because if you are feeling stressed and anxious, it's no wonder that that then manifests itself into your body in some form or another. Be that through any of the symptoms that I've just spoken about. Maybe you've had panic attacks like I have, or perhaps you are struggling with weight gain, or maybe stress has impacted your menstrual cycle. So let's dig in now to what actually happens to your body when you are stressed. So when your body is feeling under stress, your body releases hormones from the pituitary gland to signal to your adrenal gland and your adrenal gland is located just above your kidney and that signals your adrenal gland to release or to increase, sorry, cortisol production because there are certain times of the day like first thing in the morning where your body does naturally have a level of cortisol because it's waking you up (laughs) um, and you know your body does produce cortisol but when you're under stress your adrenal gland is signaled to make more cortisol. Now cortisol increases the level of energy and the fuel that you have available by mobilizing glucose and fatty acids. Um, So glucose that perhaps you have in your blood or glycogen that you've got in your muscles or fatty acids from the liver. Now, there is a real purpose to this because, you know, think back to those days where potentially you were running away from a grizzly bear or somebody trying to attack you or something like that that increased energy where your body's releasing that extra glucose is really helpful to deal with that stressful event. And it stimulates that sympathetic nervous system. And you might have heard your sympathetic about your sympathetic nervous system. And that's that fight and flight response. So that's why you're, when you're stressed, your body thinks that it needs to like run or fight or deal with something that is why you often perhaps get like that, those heart palpitations, maybe your breathing is quicker and faster and shallower. Your body's sort of in this sort of heightened response race rates or you ready to like run away from that grizzly bear or from that saber-toothed tiger. So cortisol has been produced. Your body then is then increasing the level of energy and fuel that is available to it to deal with that threat so that you can run away. And what then happens is your body then thinks, okay, so we've triggered that energy release. How am I going to get that energy back? And this is where it can cause the weight gain because ultimately what can happen is that that then increases your appetite. And elevated cortisol causes those cravings that we have for those sweet, fatty and salty foods. And over a long period of time, this can lead to weight gain and in particular, weight gain around your middle. 
Research that has been done in this field as well also found that when you are stressed, you actually burn less calories. And the scientists actually found that when you're stressed on average, you can burn 104 calories less per day. So stress is reducing your metabolism. So ultimately you're having this signal to eat more because your body thinks it's under stress. It thinks it's got to run away from the threat, which you don't. Perhaps you're sitting at your desk and you're feeling stressed because you've got a big project to complete. So you're not actually burning off those calories. So it reduces your, your metabolism. You're eating more because your body's being signaled to eat more, but you're actually burning less calories because you're stressed. And the scientists concluded that on average, potentially, this could lead to you gaining 11 pounds a year in total because you're burning 100 calories a day less than you would be. So stress really does have a lot to answer for. And if you're somebody like me who has, have you ever found yourself stress eating? Like maybe you're, you've had a hard day at work or your kids are stressing you out. I mean, I'll be honest with you, this was a real one for me with Chloe when she was younger, when she was sort of like about between two and three, I would stress eat in the afternoon because I was tired she was tired, like I was trying to like do all of the things, get stuff done. And I was totally, totally stressed out. And also this was around the time of COVID, which did not help because like you couldn't go anywhere and do very much. So I was finding myself stress eating. And if you have ever done that, <laughs> please do feel that you are not alone. It's really, really common. And this is why I wanted to talk about stress today, because it's so easy to forget the impact that stress can have on our bodies and how it can really, really impact our weight and how easy it is for that weight to actually sit around our middle. So let's talk about stress, weight gain and our cycles, our hormones, our reproductive systems as women. So high stress levels is linked to having missing periods, maybe having painful periods, maybe a change to the cycle length. So maybe your cycle shortens or gets longer or perhaps your periods disappear. Maybe your periods get, um, maybe you might actually get more painful cramps. Maybe your period gets heavier or lighter. Stress can actually impact the ability of our bodies to conceive, which when you think about it, that actually makes complete sense, doesn't it? Because our bodies want to like reproduce. Our bodies are naturally gonna want to protect the babies that we're carrying, that we're going to be giving birth to. So it's quite common that when you are under stress, it can be more challenging for you to conceive and there's some really interesting research as well that's been done into indigenous populations where women really don't have a monthly cycle. Their cycle or their fertility is actually linked to the amount of food that they have, the seasons, whether um, there is enough um, food and water, because if their body is sort of a feeling like there is a lack of food, perhaps like a famine period, they won't actually have a period, so they will not conceive. Stress is definitely linked to heightened 
PMS symptoms, so like cramps, moods, fluid retention. And let's actually finish up by talking about perimenopause and menopause and stress. Because menopause in itself is stressful. It's stressful on the body physically because of the changes in the hormones. And it's also stressful on our bodies mentally because we're having to deal with these hormone changes and the different things that are happening to our bodies that we're not really like that well informed about. And that can be then causing a stress. So for example, you might be somebody who is struggling with hot flushes. And I've certainly had a few of those. And they can be really, really inconvenient. You don't know when it's gonna happen. Like for me, I've had a few occasions where my face has literally gone like bright pink. It feels like my whole face is burning and it can make you feel incredibly self-conscious. So that then leads to this anxiety in the moment of, oh my goodness, I'm having a hot flush. Is everyone looking at me? What's going on? Oh my gosh, like I must look really silly. I need to go outside and go and cool down or, you know, sit in a fridge or something like that. And that then can cause anxiety of, is this gonna happen when I'm in an inappropriate place? Or maybe you are struggling with having irregular periods and the anxiety that comes with not knowing if you're gonna have a day where you suddenly start bleeding or if your period is really, really heavy, all of that creates its own level of anxiety and stress which really does not help your body when it comes to managing your stress levels. Like the weight gain that happens as part of menopause anyway, because of those reductions in estrogen, combined with the potential weight gain because of the stress that you are feeling from like work, home, your kids, and then the worry of any menopause, perimenopausal symptoms that you might be feeling on top of that, combined with potentially lack of sleep because you're waking up in the night to go to the toilet or you're having hot flushes. It can just be a really challenging and vicious cycle. And if you're feeling that stress and anxiety of, am I gonna have a hot flush? Am I gonna have a sudden period? You're less likely to go outside. You're less likely to maybe socialize. That's perhaps then gonna have a knock-on effect on your mental health. Maybe you find yourself sat at home, like watching the TV and what do we all do when we're hungry and we're bored, we eat. Maybe you're feeling self-conscious because perhaps you have put on some weights, you don't wanna go to the gym, so then you're not exercising as much. All of these things can kind of feed into each other and just like compound the struggles and the challenges that we face as women when it comes to stress, (laughs) weight gain, and adding into that any symptoms that you might be experiencing of perimenopause and menopause. I mean, my friend, like I'm not trying to sit here and make it all doom and gloom, but actually what I'm trying to do is just say, do you know what? Like you're not on your own, I'm here, I go through this stuff, we're going through this stuff together. We're literally riding this hormone roller coaster and trying to manage all of that on top of being a mum, having a job, running a home. I mean, friend, honestly, you are freaking superwoman. You really, really are. And I really want you to remember this and think about all of these things. It's not surprising with everything that you are dealing, that sometimes you might find yourself in a place where you've gained half a stone. 
and that's okay. Please do not give yourself a hard time about that because there are so many things that we can do. And next episode, I want to be digging a little bit more into stress. I would love to hear from you about those things that stress you out the most so that I can try and create some content that's really actually going to help you and be impactful. I'm a mum like you. I have a young daughter. I have this podcast. I have a business. I have a job. I have a husband, I have a house, you know, like I am doing all the things with you and I want to help and support you in any way that I can so that we can go through this together. So if you just take a few moments, maybe at the end of this podcast, to think about the things that are really causing you stress in your life right now, write them down and I would love for you to share them in an email or in a message with me over on Facebook, come and join the Facebook community. And if you're feeling like all of this right now is just so overwhelming, maybe you're trying to write your list of what are the things that are stressing you out, but you don't actually want to write that list because you don't want to face all of the things that are causing you so much stress and anxiety. Why don't you book some one-on-one time with me via Zoom and we can talk about this because so often when we've got all of these things going around our head and we're feeling anxious and feeling overwhelmed, what you will probably find is when you talk about these things and we actually write them down together, that they're not gonna feel as stressful and as overwhelming as they feel in your head right now. And you're gonna walk away with some ideas and some strategies of how you can reduce stress in your life. And when we talk about strategies, I don't mean I'm going to send you on a spa day or tell you to go take a bubble bath with a glass of wine. I'm going to dig into some real strategies that are going to support you where you are at in your life right now. The link to the coaching is in the show notes. There are limited spots available each month because like you, I'm not some kind of superhuman who can coach everybody. So make sure if that is something that you feel on your heart right now that you go and book your spot. Oh, my friend, I hope you have an amazing week and I really, really am thinking of you, praying for you and come and jump into my emails. Come and jump into the Facebook community. Come and say hi. I want to get to know you. Let's be friends. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way. If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too. 